Father and our God, we bless you and magnify your name. We lift you up. We exalt you, O God. We praise you from everlasting to everlasting. Because your love towards us has no end. Your mercy towards us has no end. Your faithfulness towards us has no end. Father, we bless your name. We are here this afternoon, O God. To return all glory to you, to return all, all honor to you, and to praise your name. We are here in your presence, O oh God, to hear from you so that you can touch our lives, so that you can bless us, so that you can visit us. Father, we pray that you will touch us, speak to us, speak to those situations, speak to those circumstances. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we commit this service into your hands. We commit this message into your hands. And we stand against every plan of the evil one. Anything that is against the will of God, we cancel them out by the blood of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First and foremost, I want to return our glory to the Most High God. He's the one who was, the one who is, the one who will forever be. May his name forever be praised in Jesus' name. And at the same time, I want to appreciate our Father in the Lord, Pastor Ken. God bless you mightily, sir, in Jesus' name. And I want to extend my appreciation to your family as well. God will continue to bless your ministry, bless your family, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As we all know, for us in Jesus' house, Toronto, this month is the month where we want to have solid foundation. Not solid foundation in any other thing, but solid foundation in God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we'll be speaking in that direction. And we'll be sharing together a message titled, For they have been with Jesus. Amen. I want us to open our Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 4, in verse 13. The message is titled, For They Have Been With Jesus. Acts chapter 4, from verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, 
and perceive that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Praise the Lord. The whole thing started from the book of Acts, chapter 3, when Peter and John went to the synagogue. And there used to be a man lame from his mother's womb who used to be at the entrance of that synagogue, begging for money, begging for bread, and people would pity him, they would give him a coin, they would give him food to eat. But the Bible made us to understand that a day came, a second came, when he received something unusual, something different from coin, from food. When Peter and John, when they were about to enter, the Bible says he looked upon them. He was expecting coin. He was expecting food. He was used to that for several years. He looked upon them, expecting them to give him the usual thing. But in, in the book of Acts chapter 3, in verse 4, the Bible says, I'm fixing his eye on, on him with John and Peter said, look at us. In verse 5. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them, something usual. Then Peter said, silver and gold that others have been giving you, we don't have. I'm sure that man will be discouraged and say, so why are you wasting my time? Just pass and let the people that will give me something come to my front. Silver and gold, we do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And when the man, because he was used to food, to coin, when he was hesitating, Peter pulled him by the hand. And what happened after that? The man that was lame from the womb started jumping, shouting, and praising the name of the Lord. That was the background. And that led us to chapter 4. So in that chapter 4, verse 18, I mean, that was in chapter 4, verse 13. That was the reason why if you look at that verse very, very well, the Bible made us to understand that the Pharisee, they noticed the boldness of Peter and John. They noticed that they spoke with authority. Otherwise, how will an ordinary man command someone that was lame from the womb to rise up? And the man stood up and started walking. And they noticed the boldness which, with which they were sharing the gospel. That's the first set of things they noticed. The second set of things, but they realized they were ordinary people. They realized they were uneducated. And from their mindset, what they have done cannot be done by someone that is ordinary. Ordinary person cannot perform miracle. 
ordinary person cannot speak with authority. The third thing that they realized, they noticed that they couldn't have done that, except they have been with Jesus. What does that tell us? When we are with Jesus, it consumes our limitation, our challenges, our weaknesses. They got consumed in him. Praise the Lord. And that was the reason why ordinary people, unlearned people like Peter and John, they could perform miracles, they could speak with boldness. Praise the Lord. Don't forget the theme for our month is building a solid foundation. Praise the Lord. We'll just briefly explain what happened to these, these two young men. I mean, these two young men. And we'll start from the, the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28, the Bible made us to understand that God created us in his image, in his likeness. And what does that tell us? When he created us in his image and in his likeness, we received the nature of God. Praise the Lord. We received the nature of God because he created us in his image and in his likeness. We all know the story. Afterward, Adam and Eve, they sinned. They were driven out of the Garden of Eden. And something happened. Don't forget God created us in his image. We carry this nature. After the sin, we started hearing the Adamic nature. And what does the Adamic nature bring? It brings sin. Inside that sin, there are so many things encapsulated. Death, sickness, rebellion, and so on and so forth. Just name them. We started hearing Adamic nature. And when you look at it in the book of Genesis chapter 4, in verse 8, the Bible made us to understand that Cain killed his younger brother. Why? He lost the nature of God. He's a carrier of Adamic nature, which contains sins. And inside that, death and everything. So he killed his younger brother. And when God was asking him, where is your brother? He was even asking God, when did I become my brother's keeper? Praise the Lord. And when you go to the book of Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1 to 9, we saw rebellion there. Outcome of Adamic nature. And in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 21 to 22, the Bible says, for as in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ, shall be made alive. In Adam, we receive the Adamic nature, we all die. Spiritual death. But Christ bring life. Praise the Lord. We are going somewhere. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 4. The Bible says, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, 
who is the image of God. You remember where we started from? God created us in his image. We lost that image. Now he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to us. Who happened to be the image of God? Praise the Lord. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 15, the Bible says, He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. Praise the Lord. That means one of the reasons that Jesus came was to restore back to us the image of God, the nature of God that we lost in the Garden of Eden. So when we say being with Jesus, and when the Pharisees realized that Peter and John could do what they have done because they have been with Jesus. What they are literally saying is that the Adamic, I mean, a carrier of the Adamic nature cannot do this. It takes someone who has been with Jesus, someone who has contact with Jesus, who's, have, I mean, by the contact with Jesus, have received back the nature of God to perform such miracles. The question I have for you, and how is, are you, are you with Jesus? Have you been with Jesus? If you are with Jesus, I congratulate you. Then you can have a solid foundation. In case you are not with Jesus, I encourage you to accept him into your life. Praise the Lord. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. A new creature. Old things have passed away. The Bible acknowledged that there can be things that are old. But when we come into Jesus, when we are with Jesus, old things, they will pass away. And behold, all things have become new. Being with Jesus means Jesus will rob on us the attribute of God that we lost in the Garden of Eden. And if you want to look at it based on that 2 Corinthians 5, I mean chapter 5, verse 17, being with Jesus means Jesus will recreate. When we are with him, he will recreate. He can recreate destiny. He can recreate life. He can recreate our thoughts. He can recreate health. If it's your finances, he can recreate. If it's that career, he can recreate. He can recreate family and homes. He can recreate relationship. Those broken relationship. If you bring them to Jesus, if you are with Jesus, he will recreate them. He can recreate destiny and future. And one thing that I want us to just remind, I mean, that I want us to be reminded of is he can recreate the past. Praise the Lord. Because when we are with Jesus, he wipes away our past. 
That means whatever has been written for us concerning us in the past, once you wipe them away, our past becomes bright, I mean, brand new. Praise the Lord. One thing is that we can see from the life of Peter and John, when the Pharisees look at them to ordinary eyes, they look ordinary. To ordinary eyes, they were unlearned. What that means is that newness, when it comes upon us, when it comes in us, to ordinary eyes, they may not understand. Praise the Lord. And that's why the Bible made us to understand that God has chosen the unwise, even to confine, to, I mean, to disturb the wise one. Why? Because he does his things in miraculous way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are there dangers of not being with Jesus? We talk about freedom of choice. Well, what about if I choose not to be with Jesus? Are there dangers of not being with Jesus? Let's open our Bible to the book of uh, John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And we'll be reading from verse 4 to 11. But we'll just read only verse 4. John 15 from verse 4. Jesus is telling us there and he's, he's trying to explain to us the dangers of not being with him. He said, abide in me and hide in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide One major danger of not being with Jesus is that that individual is deterred, disconnected from the source of life. And what do you see when someone is disconnected from the source of life? Unproductivity, hopelessness, sickness. When a branch is disconnected from the tree, people can tramp on it. It can, it, people can carry it and just put it in that inside the fire. Because to people, it doesn't, it, it's of no value. And those are the dangers of not abiding with Jesus. I will ask us this, this, the question again, and I will want us to ask ourselves over and over again. Are you with Jesus? Am I with Jesus? Have you been with Jesus? We'll be taking three prayer points. And I want us to, to be serious with those three, uh, three prayer points. But before we do that, I just want to make an, an, uh, a kind of analogy. We've all seen three. There is one outside there. You will agree with me before a branch can be detached from the tree. Several things may be responsible. Someone may just pluck it. Maybe a mighty wind blow and got detached from the tree. Or it's possible that that branch got infected with one thing or the other, dried up, 
on the tree and along the line disconnected. That means ordinarily, most of the time, before a branch can be disconnected from the tree, something must be responsible. And I will explain with three Bible verses. Let's look at the, the life of Judas. Judas was with Jesus. In the book of Matthew chapter 27 from verse 3 to 5, he was with Jesus. He saw all the miracles. When Jesus rose up Lazarus, he was there. When we healed the man, we, I mean, the, the blind man, he was there. When we fed a lot of people, he was there. He saw the miracles. But at the end of the day, he was the one that betrayed Jesus. The question that I want us to ask ourselves, can an ordinary man, after seeing all those miracles, ordinary man that is not under the influence of a power greater than him, decide to betray Jesus? You will agree with me, it's going to be difficult. Because when you look at the life of Judas, even the money he collected, he returned and said, I've betrayed an innocent man. That means when he was doing it, a power greater than him that he couldn't resist was forcing him and pushing him to do that. His own was greediness. What about Demas? Second Timothy chapter 4 in verse 10. He was preaching with Paul here and there, cities, villages. God was using them mightily. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, For Demas have forsaken me, having loved this present world. The love for this present world took away Demas from the way of God. What about Peter? His own, his own case is a bit unique. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus promised he's going to build his church upon a rock, which is, G, which is Peter. Praise the Lord. In verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. But when you get to Luke Chapter 22, in verse 31 to 32. Something happened there. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may shift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Praise the Lord. What saved Peter was the prayer of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Otherwise, we won't be mentioning the name Peter or hearing the name Peter now. now. So our prayer will be in three folds. We saw the life of Demas, the life of Lazarus, I mean the life of Judas. They couldn't resist the temptation, the power that wanted to take them away from God. But in the case of Peter, you remember Peter didn't even know that devil wanted to have him. But Jesus knew and prayed for him. 
And that will be our second prayer, that Lord, pray for me. And our third prayer, in the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And I remember I mentioned God can recreate. He recreates life, destiny. That will be our third prayer. That re- Whatever you want God to recreate, you bring them before God. I just want us to come stand be on our feet. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. When greediness came, Judas couldn't receive. Let's talk to God. Everything, oh God, that will prevent me from abiding.